Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday morning. Uh, we will wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving as we kick it off. And Wiz, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, getting ready for uh, Week Twelve. Thanksgiving uh, Day is always uh, an enjoyable day. Family, friends, turkey, and uh, and the football games. And uh, there's three interesting games. Uh, the first two games. Uh, Pretty big point spreads. I'm looking here. Both games have reached double digits, and uh, and then uh, we'll see if the Vikings can rebound with the night game against the Patriots. But uh, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. What's going on with you? Uh, not much. I would have been much more excited about this giant game against the Cowboys. Had, had but they are in such bad shape in terms of injuries right now. So it kind of takes a lot away from it. You know, Giants got off to. A, a very good start. They won a lot of close games, uh, but right now they're really dealing with uh, some significant shortages in terms of personnel, um, and especially on a short week, it's going to make very, very challenging circumstances for them going into Dallas this week. Yeah, it, it is, but, you know, I'm always a little dubious when a team comes off such an incredible performance like they did um, Cowboys I'm talking about against the Vikings and they very rarely like repeat it the following week and now they're coming back only uh, a few days later and, and, and you know repeat that and it's like you have one team coming off an incredible performance and another team coming off maybe their worst performance of the year um, so even though the point spread is 10 um, it could it could be a lot closer than that we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to see all right, and we're, we're going to touch upon all the games. Uh, on, on this is we're going to do the Thanksgiving games today. We're going to do uh, any player props that we're thinking about and the game lines. But we do want to get into um, into waiver wire for this week. Um, things are getting a little bit more complex. Uh, in, injuries are, are building up. Players are being released around the league, so that definitely impacts things. There, there are a number of teams whiz where one of my biggest concerns is. A lot of these teams really moving, remo- being removed from the playoff equation, and how they end up using players later in the year uh, is is de- could be dependent on that. People want to may see what rookies look like, younger players look like, but there's a number of teams that are really removing themselves from the from the ability of making the playoffs, and uh, that could change some personnel decisions down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you have to try and put yourself in the mindset of what's happened the last few years in the last few weeks of the uh, fantasy football regular season and playoffs. Uh, a lot of these players um, come out of nowhere and not only um, are involved in, 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 in what the team does and become a bigger part of the game plan, they really have become some players real winners uh, and, and helped some teams win championships uh, in the fantasy football playoffs. And we're going to try and uh, maybe look and break down which uh, those players could potentially be this year. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the things that you know people may want to be mindful of, particularly if you play in a league where there is a restriction on how much money you can spend per year, that is, you know, what is known as fab. Um, you got to keep some bullets, I think, for the especially if you are destined for the playoffs for for you know potential changes in landscape is uh, is what I would say. Yeah, so let's get let's get right to the quarterbacks, free agent waiver wires in uh, in week twelve, and this is always interesting because you have some potential uh, changes at quarterback. Sam Donald now gets. Um, the start for Carolina, the Jets are thinking about making a change. 
Uh, I mean, at the very, very top of the list has got to be Deshaun Watson, who is a couple of weeks away from getting the start. And the question is, um, I can't imagine that he's on too many waiver wires. I think at this stage of the game, somebody has picked this player up. Um, in your league, but if not, by all means. The question is, if he makes his first start in week 13, what time frame are you looking at where he could become a top 10 to 12 fantasy football quarterback? What do you think that could happen fairly quickly? I think the tricky part about that, first off, the Browns are kind of one of those teams that have they've lost a lot of tough games this year. They are potentially playing themselves out of the playoffs. I mean, obviously, they, they, they made a huge investment that, that Deshaun Watson was going to be their quarterback in the future. Uh, we know they have a tremendous running back in, in Nick Chubb. I don't think Kareem Hunt's part of the future here in Cleveland. Um, commitment to both Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, the skill set positions are set. They paid uh, David and Juco a lot of money. So yeah, I think they're going to want to see what he can do. Um, I know he hasn't played football uh, for a number of months now, probably 18 months. Uh, I, I think expectations should probably be slightly measured at the start. But I think by the end of the playoffs, you know, getting a couple of games under his belt, um, he could definitely be a factor and, and win some people some leaks. Yeah, there's no question about that. And then uh, just a couple other guys to mention. Um, I guess the, the one quarterback that maybe could be available and hasn't been picked up by anyone in the, in the year, uh, Taylor Heineke uh, has a pretty good supporting cast around him. So I'd be looking at, you know, the Taylor Heineke's and I don't know if like a Trevor Lawrence uh, could have been dropped on a bye week. Um, Tannehill's look better. So those are kind of the names that I'm looking at that could be available. Um, Kenny Pickett seems to be playing well and he always has the ability of getting rushing yards and maybe a rushing touchdown as well. It, 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 it doesn't seem to be a lot um Outside of Deshaun Watson, any really players that can really make a big difference at the end of the season? How did you see it with the rest of the free agent uh, quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I would agree with you on Lawrence if he was dropped for that reason, especially in, in leagues where guys only keep one quarterback maybe and people were looking for some help in, in a challenging bye week. So that would definitely be a player that would interest me. If Tannehill looked tremendous. Uh, well, I don't know if it was Tannehill looking as tremendous as, as he did or how bad the Green Bay defense played that Thursday night, but uh, Tannehill looked terrific. Um, that was an excellent victory. Uh, Traylon Burks is back. So I, I, I liked what I saw there. Um, and that that's probably, if he's available, that's probably the most intriguing guy I would call on waiver wise He still has that ability to run as well. But, but I wouldn't disagree with you on Pickett. I think one thing that people are going to have to pay attention to as well is that injury to Justin Fields. Uh, very, very fuzzy uh, communication by, by, the, by the Matt Heberflus, the, the head coach, in terms of day-to-day or potentially year-ending. So if you're one of these guys that's been dependent on Justin Fields being a major factor down the stretch, you, you may have to think about some help here. And, and just quickly, uh, before we move to running backs, what, what about the two guys that may get a chance to, you know, that are going to get a chance? Sam Donald has a decent supporting cast. Um, would you recommend him or if the Jets make a change, either black or white? Like, what would be your thoughts about recommendations for those two quarterbacks, uh, we get a chance to start uh, for the first time this year. Donald's a tricky one for me, Wiz, in that he, he, again, hasn't played in a while. I don't know what to expect here. Mayfield is miserable uh, as a quarterback. Uh, He's just, you know, he's playing himself out of the league at this point in time. 
Uh, Terrace Marshall has kind of poked up. We know DJ Moore is there. Um, I, I, I would lean towards, and, and statistics have proven, and we talked about this before the season started. When Zach Wilson does not start for the Jets, the Jets pass for over 100 yards per, more per game. That is a fact. That's what happened at the beginning of this year with Flacco. Now, I realize this line is more impacted right now with no uh, uh, Vera Tucker and no uh, Becton. So, so it's, it's a worse line. So, obviously, a, an older player, less mobile guy like Flacco uh, is going to be impacted by that. But the fact of the matter is over 100 yards a game in passing production increase when either Mike White or Joe Flacco has started. Uh, you've mentioned the connection that uh, Elijah Moore has had with the other quarterbacks. I mean, to me, the Jets have skill set positions everywhere, uh, a talent everywhere. Uh, obviously, Bryce Hall going down has not helped the situation, but it's not like they have two schlubs back there because James Robinson and Michael Carter have both shown at times at running back. Last week was a very difficult game, tough conditions. It was just all downhill. But I think Mike White, if that's the direction they're going, or Joe Flacco, with the talent they have around him, I think that that's more intriguing to me than Darnold. All right, so why don't you take us out of running back, give some thoughts on uh, some guys that uh, could be available in leagues. Yeah, so, you know, at running back, I mean, we've talked about the Ram situation. Uh, they went one step further this week, and they cut uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson got cut. So it's going to be Kieran Williams and Akers. We talked a lot about Kieran Williams before. He looks like he's going to be the pass catching side of this equation. Uh, Cam Akers has somehow, somehow played his way. I mean, he looked like he was out, not going to be part of the future with the Rams. I mean, the Rams, um, I think you could argue the Rams may be the worst team coming out of a Super Bowl appearance that we've seen in a long time uh, because it's it, everything is falling apart. Obviously, Matt Stafford's two concussions back-to-back weeks. Uh, Cooper Cup going down. There's nothing going on here. So one of those running backs is going to be getting a lot of action, maybe both of them. So th- those are intrigues to me. Um, Joe Mixon with that concussion, I'm not sure he's going to play this week. So P. Ryan had those three rushing, uh, receiving touchdowns this past week. He's probably on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, Latavius Murray was ha- had the door open to him because Marlon Mack is not going to do much. I don't know if Mike Boone's ready to come back just yet, but Latavius Murray is going to be getting probably 80% of the touches there. Uh, so to me, that, that's something to look at. I think one thing you also want to look at, um, if you're in a league where you're not carrying or, or where there's some more availability uh, in terms of backup running backs, I think this is a time where you got to start thinking about if you're a Henry owner and Hilliard's out there and you're not covered with that. Uh, you and I talked about owning, we own Eckler and maybe getting, you know, picking up Spiller, who looks like he's kind of taken over. Madison for Cook. I'm just saying you want to protect yourself from some of those key running backs uh, where there is a quality backup. Yeah, I think you covered basically all of it. Um, you know, you could be in a situation where Gus Edwards hasn't played. He'd be someone I'd be given a look at. Uh, I think, you know, he's a different type of running back than the other guys. Um, if he was – but, you know, I'll mention it again for the third or fourth uh, consecutive week is that Kieran Williams – I think is the one guy that could be available that could really make a difference down the stretch because I, I just think the Rams, uh, they let go of Henderson, they waived him. They kind of understand what's going on with Akers. I think they may really want to give Williams a look. Uh, he seems to be the player that's you know done the most with the opportunities he's had. So he is a guy. And then James Cook um, yeah. is a player that I was high on 
before the season started, and he is just a different type of running back than than anyone else that the Bills have on their roster. And uh, he may get an opportunity if the Bills lock something up the last couple of weeks of the year. So um, James Cook is just someone with that offense that I think, uh, um, you know, and especially something that was to happen to Singletary, like I think look out. You're talking about a guy that could be a top 10 running back the rest of the way. So uh, I would keep my eye on, on James Cook as well. Yeah, I think if you own uh, if you own Singletary and you don't have Cook on, on you, shame shame on you is what I would say at this point. Uh, you, you have to have that player. And, uh, you know, I wonder, Wiz, um actually going to mention it in my prop bets um, this week, but I wonder, We last week we saw both of those running backs have, have very active games. Obviously, Allen's banged up with that arm. Maybe he runs a little bit less. I don't know. I know he's such a reactive guy in terms of that. And, and last week he did run less than normal. Maybe that's part of the game plan. I don't know. And where you'll see James Cook maybe touching the ball a little bit more frequently. I think so. I, I think so. Um, well, let's move to let's move to receiver um, players that could be available. And you're always going to have like a pretty big um, listed wide receivers guys pop up. I uh, kind of like out of nowhere. We've been talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones for forever. I just can't believe at this stage of the game that he's not uh, rostered. Uh, he's playing better and better, and then he's going to get to Sean Watson uh, in a few weeks. Um, just some other guys. Um, I like Demarcus Robinson. I've always liked him as a player, and he – you know, a couple of weeks ago, before the Ravens had their bye week, he was hurt and had a real clunker of a game, and I think a lot of people dropped him and gave up on him. Then the bye week, and then he looked healthy uh, last week, and he went wild. So a player like Demarcus Robinson, Kendall Hilton, Hinton, if the if if um, Jerry Judy continues to miss time, uh, as well as someone to keep your eye on, uh, and Harris Campbell just seems to have an tr- incredible rapport with Matt Ryan. Uh, his games with Matt Ryan are just terrific. So those are the guys that I think um, maybe are available in some leagues that I would recommend or anyone else on your list. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on all those. I was I fell victim to the Demarcus Robinson uh, one whiz where I picked him up in two leagues and ended up dropping him in two leagues. Uh, so uh, that, that was not a pleasurable thing to watch the other day, but uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um the Giants, um, pass catches with uh, Wandale Robinson goes down. I had just picked him up for a, a dollar in another league. Um, I think you have to watch Isaiah Hodgins, who's a former player for Brian Dable at Buffalo. Um, I think he's a player that's going to be a beneficiary of the injury. Uh, I'd be giving a close look at that player on waiver wires. Uh, Traylon Burks is only available in like 25% of leagues. Uh, sorry, he is only rostered in 25% of leagues. That's going to be a significant change after this week's waivers. Um, Van Jefferson actually ran half the slot uh uh, routes that uh, normally a player like Cup would would run, he split that with uh, Ben Skoranek. Um So, uh, I, the problem is the quarterback play is an issue there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. going on with Rondell Moore, Wiz, and I don't know what's going on with Greg Dortch. So, Rondell Moore got hurt in that first play of the game. Greg Dortch got hurt late in the game. He was having an MRI on his thumb. I'd pay attention to that situation. If Moore is out and Dortch is okay, uh, Dortch is a guy that I'd be looking at, Wiz. Uh, and Sky Moore is another name that I'll mention in that Kadarius Tony is hurt with his hamstring again. Yeah, those are all good names. Uh, and certainly to keep your eye on, um, you know, <clears throat> potential injured players. Um, 
going forward, and the listed wide receiver is always uh, fairly plentiful um, on a week-to-week basis based on all of the things that you mentioned. Um, let's move to tight end. Uh, a player that you've liked and mentioned numerous times um, seems to really be popping up. Uh, Juwan Johnson at tight end. Uh, Greg Dulcich is as well. And Taysom Hill, they may kind of like be using a little bit more um, in, in running the ball, maybe even throwing the ball a little bit. Uh, Trey McBride is a, is a terrific young tight end who is going to get a lot of uh, playing time, obviously, with Zach Ertz out. Logan Thomas has been banged up all year, but he looked okay this past week. Those are the kind of names that I'm kind of looking at uh, this week. I don't think Dulcich is, is even is probably available in a lot of leagues, so probably should have mentioned him. But uh, Juwanson, John Johnson, Taysom Hill, uh, Trey McBride, or, or, and Logan Thomas are the names that I'm looking at that – most likely are available in in, uh, in leagues. The, the crazy thing about Johnson was in the last five weeks, he's the number two tight end. How about that? Next to Kelsey. Wow. <laughs> in that terms of wild. fantasy points. Uh, two guys that may have been dropped on the bye week, uh, Noah Font and uh, Evan Ingram. Those would be two other names I would mention. And uh, Austin Hooper coming off a two-touchdown game. If this passing game looks like it's going to have a little bit more of a spark, maybe may something there. I don't know. All righty. So with that being said, let's look at the games um, this week. And, uh, and um, you know, like I said, the first two games, pretty big point spreads. The Bills are 10 at the Lions, uh, even though the Lions, the Bills have just played at Detroit. Uh, it may feel like oh, kind of like a home game to them, especially with the way that Bills Mafia crowd uh, travels. Uh, the Cowboys are a 10-point favorite home against the Giants, and the Vikings coming off a, a, a tremendous beatdown by the Cowboys are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Patriots. Anything stand out to you, side or total, on any of these games? Yeah, I don't know what to make of that Minnesota-New England game, right? Uh, that's what I would say uh, is the hardest game for me to kind of predict. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread. Um, the Vikings looked absolutely horrific. Uh, New England does come in with a with a strong defense. I don't. Uh, my gut says that the Vikings bounce back and win this game handily, but uh, I'm just too afraid and maybe scarred by what I witnessed last week. So that's a game that I'm staying away from. You know I like the Lions to start this season. I uh, put a decent amount of prop bets on Lion wins. It looked like it was dead in the water. Uh, the bet was uh, over five and a half wins. And lo and behold, the Detroit Lions have won three straight games. They have four wins. And um, I, I think there's some confidence there with just building. Uh, you know, it, it, They have an infectious coach. They have a lot of talent. We've scored, talked about the skill set positions. Jamal Williams is having a wonderful season uh, where – you know, uh, Swift has really had trouble coming back from the injury. Uh, Amara St. Brown looks completely healed right now. looks like they're going to get some help and receiver very shortly with Jamal Williams. Um, I think, I think Josh Reynolds might make it back for this game. They already, uh, put DJ shark activated. I like the Lions in this game was getting 10 points at home. And I think the, I like the over in the game as well, over 54 points. I don't know. The Bills just haven't looked the same in a while. Uh, they haven't scored any points in the second half. Um, and I think the Lions are going to be fired up. It's their only appearance on national television. They are going to be fired up to show everybody uh, what they have. Uh, I, I like the Lions. And I'm going to lay those 10 points. I just don't think the Giants. I know what you talked about at the beginning. 
I just think the Giants are just worn down personnel-wise, and I think the Cowboys will continue with that vicious defense. They have 42 sacks in, in 10 in 10 games, um, which is a new record in the in the since they've been keeping the stat. Uh, but I like the Cowboys to drub my Giants on Thanksgiving Day, Wiz. Yeah, it's funny. Just as you were talking, the line went from ten to nine and a half in the uh, Buffalo game. <clears throat> as we're looking at this, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on the games. I mean, I, I understand your points about the thing. I think that Cowboy line is. I understand the inclination to think that there's going to be a drubbing in that game, and there very well may, may be, but I just think it's such a recency bias uh, based on what happened with the Giants and the Cowboys that that line is 10. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I would not lay the 10 points. This is my personal opinion. I just think the line <clears throat> is not right. Uh, it's just too high based on what we saw this past Sunday, so I'm going to take a pass on the game, but uh, I'll be rooting for your selections. Um, in terms of player props, um, I know you uh, love the player props on Thanksgiving. What stands out to you, if anything? Yeah, I'm going with Jared Goff. Uh, over 248 and a half yards passing and over one and a half touchdowns. I just think this is going to be a shootout game. Um, I'm favoring Goff to actually be um, a, a significant part of that. Um, I, like I said, he's getting some weapons back, so I'm going with that. And even if they get behind, you and I both know that garbage time can end up happening. Uh, so that I like Jared Goff. That's, that's the play I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to go with under Ezekiel Elliott, 45 and a half yards rushing. Uh, you know, short week, coming back from the injury, I think I – think this is going to look like a 60-40, 65-35 backfield, at least for a while. Um, Elliott will be more of a short-range short, short guy. Um, Jared, Josh Allen, I think he's going to be running less. That's, that's my view. I called it, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about the player pickup. So under 42.5 yards, uh, Josh Allen uh, in this particular game. Uh, those are my prop bets for Thanksgiving, Wiz. Yeah, for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the Bills game, uh, start off with that. I'm just going to go over dig six and a half receptions. Uh, I just think the Lions, to your point, are going to really play a bend but don't break defense. And with that short area quickness that Diggs has and his, and his, you know, his route running uh, is just so elite, I, I just think they're going to give up a lot of quick, easy, short passes to Diggs. So I'm not so – sure about the yards, um, but I, I'm feeling good about over six and a half um, receptions for Diggs. And then in the Giants game, I think due to the fact that um, that that pass rush, that Daniel Jones is just not going to have a lot of time to set up and throw deep, I think that's going to lend itself to Saquon Barkley uh, receiving yards over 22 and a half. So I like that one a lot as well. And if they post the receptions for Barkley, I'm going to post that. So I'm going to go digs over reception six and a half and Barkley over receiving yards, 22 and a half and reception as well when that is uh, finally posted. Yeah. I thought about Daniel Jones rushing yards for the po same points that you make Wiz, uh in terms of him being under duress and him having a lot more ability to move out of the pocket unlike Kirk Cousins. Um, maybe something that I take a look at for the same reasons that you're looking at. They're going to have to get rid of the ball or, or get out of the way very quickly. At pass rush will be all excited in front of uh, a national TV audience on, uh, on, on, on Thursday. Yeah, if my memory serves me correctly, in, in the first game they played, which Cooper Rush was quarterbacking, you know, that's exactly what Daniel Jones did. I mean, some of those, he had some design runs. He, he really... He was able to also break the pocket on some 
plays where his offensive line just collapsed and took off. So it could be a combination of design runs and kind of plays where he's running for his life that could make it, and I'm looking right now, over 37 and a half yards rushing for Daniel Jones. So that's all I have. What about you? Anything else? No, that's going to be it. Actually, I'm just looking. He had, in that previous game, he had... 79 rushing yards. So that's probably. Yeah, and, and there were some design, there were actually some design runs. They did some RPOs where, um, you know, they faked the inside handoff to, to Barkley and he took off around the side uh, with with some runs. But I remember some plays where, they, you know, he just, the, the rush was just, you know, too ferocious and he he just ran and um and on a handful of plays was able to get big yardage just breaking free from the pocket so uh i could see why you would like that one all right awesome well that'll do it uh i'm gonna wish you a happy thanksgiving i uh, wish everybody out there a happy thanksgiving as well uh we do appreciate the support uh here at the guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast apple spotify and soundcloud and uh yeah it's a great holiday uh, you know enjoy the time be safe traveling and uh yeah, we, we do have a lot to be thankful for. It's certainly a crazy world these days, but, uh, you know, it's it always can be a lot worse. And uh, I think, uh, you know, taking the time to help people out and get together with friends and family, which has been more challenging over the last couple of years, uh, that's certainly something that we should all try to strive for. Absolutely, and Thanksgiving to you as well. All right, Wiz. Have a great one. Enjoy the games, and we'll uh, talk later in the week with uh, all the rest of the NFL action for Week 12. You got it.